Welcome to Sliding Doors Your Story, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career, and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? Sliding Doors, your story delves into your extraordinary moments and decisions that built the path of your life. Through your applications, we have curated a mini-series with amazing people taking us through their amazing Sliding Doors moments. We will reflect on how a decision or moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm really excited to announce that for this series, we have partnered up with Berksy, who you may have seen on this season's Dragon's Den. Berksy is a super clean and refreshing alcoholic sparkling water, which is also known as a hard seltzer and is sold throughout the UK. All of their flavours are made with real fruit and on a lovely sunny day, my favourite has to be opening up a can of peach and raspberry. And the founders also set up the brand in a sliding doors moment themselves in Toronto's Berksy Park. So we're now asking you to create your own sliding doors moment and have a Berksy with your friends this spring. So whether it's taking the time to listen to a podcast or just having a moment to yourself, taking that time to think about your sliding doors moment. And while you're at it, you can get 20% off your first order using the code sliding doors on their website, www.berksydrinks.com, where you can also tell us your sliding doors moment by entering it through the website. Enjoy the episode. My guest today is Nikki Marks. Nikki is 53 and lives in London. Today, she will be sharing her truly life-saving moment when bumping into a person from her past whilst jogging ultimately saved her life. So welcome to Sliding Doors, your story, Nikki. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, to chat all about your Sliding Doors moment. And I guess it's lovely to start with you telling us a bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, where you live. Okay. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Nikki. Um, I'm 53. I'm originally from Southport in Merseyside, um, and uh, I now live in London, have lived here for the last uh, 40 years. Um, I have three beautiful children. 
Daniel, Sarah, and Josh, and um, and expecting my first granddaughter in oh, July. Lovely. So very excited about that. Um, I work in an eating disorder unit with adolescent um, children, um, so it's very challenging but very rewarding. And, yeah. uh, and that's me in a nutshell, really. Amazing. Gosh, it really must be. And um, I guess you've, I will talk about this a bit more, but you've been through a lot in your life already, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Um, really starting when I lost my best friend when I was 20. And I think that sort of really changed everything from then. Um, mm-hmm. Lost my parents young. But the main thing that's always sort of continued through my life is there's always been a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, in my life um, and through my family, through my friends. And I think, you know, it's just shown me how much that you have to appreciate everything you have. It's all very well looking at all the negative things, but you know what? It's actually about all the lovely things. And there are many of them. It's just sometimes you've got to look a little bit deeper, maybe, but they are there for sure. You really do. And do you think for all of the things that have happened throughout your life, you've built a bit of a, resi- a resilience and also kind of a positive outlook when the bad things happen I think you just have to change your mindset um you know and and this will sort of take me on with discuss further I mean I just I do genuinely believe that things happen for a reason um it's a common thread through us so uh when they happen and and taking that positive out of it um, just really makes you have to have to think this happened for a reason it may not be a good thing that's happened but there has to be some positives that come out of it. I just don't believe that just things just happen just for the sake. They yeah. just, it's all kind of mapped out. This is what I've been given and it's how you deal with it. And so you very much then believe in kind of the sliding doors theory and timing. And I mean, do you think that what's your kind of thoughts around timing and luck or do you, do you think that our paths are laid out for us? I, I do genuinely believe that our paths are laid out. I think they can change and vary. And I think we can go off track a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's completely set out. Um, I think that it's set out and then you have to trust in the path that you're going down. And sometimes you go down the wrong path kind of with that heavy gut feeling that it's actually not the right path, yeah. but you sort of go down it anyway. And then you hit the hurdle. And then I think as I've got older, I've learned that if I start hitting the hurdle, you know what? I'm not on this right path, the one that's mapped Mm -hmm. out for me. I need to just do a U-turn and get back onto the one that is mapped out for me, is the one that is my kind of destiny. Um, I I mean, I truly believe that life is just one big sliding door. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not religious, but I am very spiritual. And um, I've always been spiritual. Some of my friends used to sort of call me the white witch almost. I kind (laughs) of have that kind of just that little pre-sense of something's going to happen before it does, that little deja vu feeling, Um, but even more so in the last few years. And um, my husband, Howard, is is incredibly spiritual. And I I mean, meeting him was another sliding door story that would need another podcast. (laughs) And uh, trust me, that that could go on as well. But um, I just think that with his support, I've kind of really, truly believed um, that, you know, as I said, everything happens for a reason, good or bad. So yeah. I believe that the people that we meet along the way, they, it's all set up. We yeah. don't just meet at people as a coincidence. They're kind of there. Um, and those are the people that can, that help you on your spiritual journey. 
not necessarily always in a good way. They'll help yeah. you learn things about yourself, um, it, either good or bad. That's why I love doing this podcast, because I think it's so interesting to hear different people's beliefs on kind of what they think about life. And you bring up two really good points. I think one of them is the trust. I think, you know, it's trusting that this is the way your life's meant to go, but also the gut feeling. I think we don't put enough emphasis sometimes on us making the right decision. And I think if you make a decision and you follow your gut and it goes wrong, you can kind of be held accountable. It's okay. But if you go against your gut, that's when we're like, yeah. why did I do that? And I like your yeah. analogy of kind of doing the U-turn, kind of coming yeah. back and seeing. And I guess, why did you want to kind of share, before we go on to talking about your Sandals moment, why did you want to come on the podcast and share your moment with our listeners? I think that my story, and it's been picked up by all the national newspapers. I was interviewed by Tricia about it. And people are saying, wow, what what was so massive about the story? And I think it sort of, it picks up two points really. Um, it really sort of, uh, it, it teaches us about being breast aware because mm-hmm. um, you'll hear it's, it's about my breast cancer story. So it's really important about women getting checked and checking themselves. Um, and it's also, it was my attitude about turning this um, really negative, difficult situation into something positive. Um, and I think it just resonated. People liked that I didn't just go and crawl under a duvet and into a stone and, and collapse. I kind of thought, okay, here we go again with another life's curveball. How are we going to deal with it? And yeah. uh, and I think that's why it um, you know it was picked up by lots of people and uh, and and yeah, it was a nice, hopefully, a nice uplifting story to to share. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing slang doors moment, and we'll go straight into talking about it. So, I've abbreviated a long story, but um, you can explain a lot more of it than I can. So, in March 2020, you decided to start doing Couch to 5K, as a lot of us did. Um, yeah. And one day, you ended up on a path that led you to bump into your former breast surgeon that ended up saving your life. So this is an incredible moment of fate and timing. Um, And as we said, which you kind of haven't, which you'll speak about a bit more, you've been through a lot before this point. I think it had been about 13 years since you'd beaten breast cancer the first time. Um, So do you want to take us back to that time, that day, what happened, where were you in your life and exactly how this moment happened and saved your life? Of course. So before actually that moment, the, the, I suppose the, the most important thing is to sort of just take you back very quickly to uh, the fact that in 2008, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I found a lump. I went to the doctors. I was diagnosed. I was 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, had two teenage children and a three-year-old. So my whole life was completely in turmoil. Yeah. It was quite an aggressive form of breast cancer. Um, so they threw everything at me. I had a uh, from a, a lumpectomy to all my lymph nodes out, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, Aceptin. It was a good couple of years treatment. And it was very gruelling and it was pretty grim. Um, and it took me quite a long time to recover both mentally and physically yeah, from it. Um, and I wasn't in a great place, but I, I did move on. And I spent 10 years really working on myself, getting to mm-hmm. the point where I could really um function that cancer wasn't the first thing I thought about in the morning wasn't the last thing I thought about at night and I I literally physically put uh, the cancer sort of from the first point in my head to the to right to the back um 
And I was 10 years clear, 11 years clear, 12 years clear. I was mm-hmm. feeling really positive because if you read all the research, you yeah. know, 10 years clear, job done. Thank you very much. Um, so now fast forward, I'm now in the menopause. Um, it was 2020 and uh, decided that, uh, yeah, I need to get a bit fit, really. So yeah. um, and oh, it was like 2021. Um, so it was. Uh, in March and I decided that I needed to do the couch to 5k so I started uh, working on myself and doing some yoga and getting really fit and I was running a little bit further because I don't know if you know oh the couch my to 5K, gosh you I've to done it myself go. I mean yeah. the first time I had to run a minute I was yeah. like I can't do this yeah, absolutely that's enough and you kind of look ahead thinking how on earth am I going to yeah, run this 30 but it minutes works. but it works and it worked for me Um, somebody who's never done an exercise in my life. Um, So I was running for longer and longer distances as well. And I actually was running quite far, about five five to 10 kilometers. And I saw this man in the distance and I thought, I know that man, I know the face, but I ran past him and he was running in the opposite direction. So he was running as well? He was running. He had a a Manchester City... um, football kit on which you know and I'm I'm an Evertonian so that didn't really work for me and I kind of (laughs) just I just recognize him anyway as I'm continuing to run and my thoughts are running with me I thought and it just popped in my head I know who that is that was my breast surgeon that was my consultant yeah 13 years ago who who you'd not seen since then no okay no um and so I it was it was just a really ironic moment so I actually Um, came home and I phoned up my friend and we were on the phone and I said to her you know this is really weird I saw Mr Jaffe um, on on my run today and she said why didn't you stop him and say hello and I said what am I meant to say (laughs) hello I'm your or my breather anyway so I she goes no you really must stop him and thank him for for saving your life 13 years ago I said to him I'm um, I said to her I will make you a promise if I see him again and I thought, this is never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Um, I promise you, Joe. I will go and stop him and yeah. say hello. So I went on the next round, the next Sunday, and of course we must do the same run because I was wow. running, and there he was. But this is where it's really weird because if he was running, I would never stop a runner and say, yeah. "Excuse me, can no, I no, stop you can't." You? They're in their groove. But he was. He'd stopped because his air, his earpiece had fallen out. Oh my of his gosh. ear. Okay. So I thought, okay, okay. I promise you, <laughs> I've got to do it. <laughs> I've got to do it. She's my bestie. I can't not do it. So I actually went up to her and said, Excuse me, are you Mr. Jaffe? And I thought, well, What if he says no? I'm going to be a real idiot. And he said, Yes. And I said, Well, um, I'm Nikki. I'm one of your um, survivors. Oh, and he's, he was quite interested. He said, oh, how are you? He said, you look so fit and you're so healthy. He said, And were you feeling really good at that time? I have never felt okay. so healthy in yeah. all my life. The irony, really, yeah. because I'd never felt so well. I was 52. I felt amazing. I was coming through the menopause. I just felt, you know, I'd lost my, my weight and yeah. I just felt really good. And he said to me, oh, you look great. He said, um, you are getting checked, aren't you? And I said, well... Since COVID, I haven't had a mammogram for like two years. And were you meant to have mammograms? Yeah, I would have had a. I would have had one mammogram that I didn't have because of COVID. Okay. And he said to me, "I'd like you to come and see me and have a mammogram. It's really important." 
And then I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to bump into this man every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you can't just say no. I can't say no. So um, my beautiful daughter, I told her this story, and my beautiful daughter pinged over from America 200 pounds for the cost of my mammogram. And were you, and were you, did you want, like, when he said that to you, did you think, oh, I don't need to do that? Were I you a did bit hesitant? think I don't need it. Yeah, I yeah. do think. I've never felt so fit. I'm not going to have quiz. I, I checked myself. There was yeah. nothing. And that's fine. I'd learned how to check myself. I didn't feel there was any need to. And it was 200 pounds. And I thought, yeah. I don't really What's need to point? spend that money. I feel fine. And then she pinged this money. So I thought I could actually go to a shopping center and buy myself a new handbag. <laughs> yeah. Or but, I yes. could go and get my mammogram. Mm-hmm. And I felt guilty to hurt my daughter or guilty to Mr. Jaffe, who told me. Um, so I went the next day, the next week to his surgery. And um, he gave me a really good check and said, everything looks amazing. You look great. You feel great. Let's go run upstairs and have your mammogram, and I'll see you in a year. We even put in the year's appointment. Really? Okay. And then it all went up. It all changed because the radiographer came out and said... At the, day, on, the at the right time? On the day, yeah. She wow. came out. You know, I was skipping and jumping up to yeah. his office, and she came out and she said, I found something on your mammogram that I'm not happy with. You could have just knocked me. I mean, it was the biggest shock in my life. Ironically, because I'd never felt so well in all yeah. my life. So the irony was like, no, you just can't be serious. It was on the other breast. She said, what I found is very small, but mm-hmm. I do believe it is cancer. Wow. And then it was And how just... did you feel in that moment? Numb, really. Yeah. I was so shocked because, and I remember phoning my husband saying, I've got cancer again. I mean, we were just all like. I mean, I bet he didn't even believe you. No, it was just, you can't. And then I said, what what happened if I hadn't have seen him? This was then, so all of that sort of was going on in my head. Moving on from that, it all then, for anybody who has been diagnosed, and I'm sure many of your listeners will have, had unfortunately been diagnosed with cancer. Everything just then goes into a complete blur and then it's all appointments, appointments and scans and MRIs and this and that and bloods. And and you just don't don't even have time to process because it's a very quick turnover. It's no messing about. It's Mm -hmm. getting you in. So it was all very, very fast. You've got to have, um, you know, MRIs and scans and we have to make sure it hasn't spread. And that's when my whole just, I just thought, I just can't believe I'm going through this again. Having said that, I'm going through this again, but I'm going through it again as a 53-year-old lady. I'm not going through it as a, as, you know, as a 39-year-old. It's a very different, I've also been beaten it once. Exactly. So I had that positive kind of, you know what, I've done this before and I've come through it. So Mm. I can do this again. And all I kept saying was, please say, I don't have to have chemo because that was grim. And yeah, yeah. so I kept feeling if I didn't have that, I'd be okay. Anyway, moving on from that, they told me it would, because of COVID, I'd have to wait about 50 days before I could have the surgery. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I cannot sit in my bed. I mean, yeah, for 50 I can't days. even imagine what you'd do for that and 50 days. So I just thought it was running 
that was my fate to meet Mr. Jaffe. So I'm going to run five kilometers every day for 50 days and do it for a charity. Um, It was a charity that was very close to our hearts. It's a children's rehabilitation hospital in Israel called Alin, um, something that my late mum and dad were very involved in. Um, And uh, I'd grown up with knowing about Alin all my life and Mm -hmm. visited there many times. So it just felt very apt. Yeah. And um, and then it just became it, it, everybody sort of got on board. So for 50 days, I had a, a calendar up on my wall wow. and everybody kept saying, uh, choosing a date that they were going to come. Some people couldn't run and that was fine. But I always said we have to do the five kilometers under an hour. Okay. So if that you want to push one. the buggy or you yeah. want to walk quickly, we're not dawdling. We have yeah. to do it. It's a run or a walk. Is fine, under but it has hour. to be in under the hour. Amazing. And people were coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. And it was just amazing. Every day I was seeing new friends, old friends, some old school friends. And did it really help you get through this oh mentally? Oh my gosh, every day. Yeah. I woke up and I went to work and thought, who am I running with today? And I was so excited. People that I hadn't seen for years. And you catch up with a lot of people in that mm-hmm. time. And you don't think about what is really going on that you've got cancer in your body and you just it was just amazing and I guess like as you say you were you were a different age you'd you kind of almost been through like Nikki part one you're in your Nikki part two yeah do you think do you think that really helped you to deal with hearing that news the second time to instantly be like I can't not be positive and keep this going I think hearing you have a consultant say you have cancer the first time is like nothing on, you know, it's yeah. just horrendous. Hearing it the second time, you kind of, I don't know, there's sort of a resigning fact that you've been here, done that, got the t-shirt. And yeah. that's how I felt. And, um, you know, I've done it before. And unfortunately, because of this sliding door moment, because of the fact that I bumped into him, because he happened to drop his eye, his yeah. AirPod, didn't even know that, that part of the story. Um, and that gave me the opportunity to connect with him, for him to do it, for my daughter to put the money in, for everything that went alongside that particular one moment. Um, you know, it was all, it was, it was just all mapped out. It meant that it was a small cancer. It was removed successfully, no lip spread to the lymph nodes and a very short course of radiotherapy, job done. And how are you and- doing now? I'm okay. I think if I'm totally honest with you that um, because I was um, so upbeat and positive and everything when it happened, I probably didn't process it yeah. properly. I think um, they also have, have put me on, um, uh, well, a lot of people would know that you go on a sort of a hormone mm-hmm. uh, drug, which is quite unpleasant because it sort of zaps all your estrogen away yeah. from you. So um, it's got a few sort of nasty side effects, which I'm struggling a little bit with, bearing in mind that I was incredibly healthy and yeah. fit, so I thought, beforehand. Definitely. Now it's kind of, I'm feeling a little bit sluggish, um, but I'm just very, very grateful for that moment because I, mean, I would possibly still not have gone for my mammogram to this yeah. day. And I did ask him what would have happened if I hadn't have seen you. He said, eventually you would have found a lump. And then eventually it may have got to the point where, you know, 
obviously everybody knows with cancer the earlier the diagnosis the better, the better with and, every cancer and so. I mean that's why this moment is so incredible because it's such it's a life-saving moment and you've just answered the question I was going to ask you was you know the hard thing with cancer is the what if is yeah. is what we all know what would happen yeah. and and I think what's also really important um a point that you make that you said is one of the reasons why you wanted to share the moment is you were very breast aware like you checked yeah. all the time yeah. you were healthy you were doing all the right things sometimes that isn't enough and sometimes no. you do have to make sure you go for the regular checks and yeah. you know see that and you know I think hearing that you're such a spiritual person for me this all just seems like fate and it yeah. all just seems like you know as you say that the path that you took the time that you'd yeah. seen him before because you know you'd process seeing him the first time which meant that the second time you were ready to talk to him and I say was, what you wanted absolutely. to say because you yeah. may you, you just never ever know and and I know that you do think this but do you do you really really sit down and believe that all those little things happened for a reason and that was all you know the time yeah and I think we need to be a little bit more aware and, and open-minded. So it's going on in every single day, in every decision we make, in every person that we meet, in everything that we do has a knock-on effect and mm -hmm. everything is there for a reason. I absolutely believe because, um, you know, I lost a very, very close friend of mine just prior to my cancer diagnosis and mm -hmm. um, we were incredibly close. I know she's the one that sends me the robins and the white yeah. feathers and these sorts of things that I notice and I talk to them and I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm grateful yeah. for them. And weirdly enough, she said to me um, before she died, she said, you know, she, I don't know whether she had some sort of sixth sense that I wasn't right. She said to me, go to the doctors and just check everything's okay. And I went to the doctors and said, just don't, just feel something isn't quite right. Could you give me a breast check? Yeah. And they did. And they said everything was fine. And it was almost like and she's going, oh, damn it. You didn't pick yeah. up. So let's gonna send Keep Mr. Going. Jeffy now yeah. to, uh, to meet oh. me. And I just truly believe that. But I think it's happened all of my life. And I think it happens to everyone. It's just that not everybody is always aware it happens definitely and it's it's for me this is exactly what the podcast is about is those moments and those timing things and fate and the people that you bump into and I guess if there's one thing that you've learned from this sliding doors moment specifically that you'd want our listeners to take away with them today what would that be I just think that well my motto is that whatever life throws at you you've always got a choice mm -hmm. so you can either choose love or fear mm -hmm. and that's going to go on my headstone oh. when my time is up whenever that may be and I think you need to appreciate every single moment because you just don't know I don't fear dying mm -hmm. I don't fear I you know I'll obviously be be sad to, for the people who are left behind but I just feel you have to cherish every moment and try and look in the good in everything because there is plenty of it Oh, Nikki, you're so inspirational. And also the fact that you kind of turned that negative energy into something positive is just really inspiring. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And fingers crossed your journey continues to kind of go on the road to a healthy recovery and you carry on running because you never know who you're going to bump into. <laughs> That's it. Hopefully somebody, somebody nice and famous. Maybe. Exactly. That may be the next one. Oh, thank you so much, Nikki. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for so having much. me. Bye. Bye, Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliding Doors. 
If you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring, I would love it if you could rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.